coming at you from our forward cabin, wishing that I was outside enjoying the heat, but that's fine. I can see the water. It's beautiful. It's a wonderful September day. Hello. Welcome to episode 187, where we're chatting about literally everything. I'm answering your questions, like a lot, a lot of questions. So be prepared. Get your notebook out. Get a highlighter. Get some coffee. Let's do this. Now, if you're wanting to go even deeper into the keto for women, all the things that you need to set your body up for success when it comes to keto and hormones and your gut, head on over to happyketobody.com. I think you're going to like it. So I got a couple cool things for you today. And this is the first that I'm mentioning this on the podcast. So listen up. This is exciting. If you follow me on Instagram at Healthful Pursuit, since about April, I've been sharing pictures of myself, little selfies like I normally do, but there's something different about me. And a bunch of you started noticing like, Leanne, you're losing weight. Your skin looks amazing. You're so freaking happy. What is going on? I've been doing a lot of mental and spiritual work over the last couple of months and Many of you were asking me what I was doing. You didn't want me to hold back any secrets or wait very long until I shared what I was doing. So I put together a workshop series. The first one was a self-expression workshop series. It was three weeks where I guided women through how to become self-aware, how to actually take care of yourself with self-care. And we're not talking about bubble baths and doing your nails. However, that is minorly a part of it, but it's digging way, way deeper. And then to how to express ourselves in a balanced way, how to work through shame and guilt and past experiences, how to work through forgiveness. And these are all the things that I've been doing, which have resulted in me losing a bunch of weight and feeling so fantastic. So the workshop you can purchase at any time by going to healthfulpursuit.com slash workshop one. So that's for my self-expression workshop. Now, when you commit to grabbing the workshop, you get all three weekly videos right away, including four meditations, workbooks, a bunch of things all on that page. And you can just go through it every week or at your leisure and learn. Now, I have another workshop that's literally launching tomorrow, September 12th. Now, if you're listening to this after September 12th, that's totally fine. I record all my workshops so that nobody misses a beat. Whether you're listening to this September 15th, 2019, or sometime in 2021, know that this is still available to you to purchase. This is the Empowered Woman Workshop. I'm taking it a step further to explain how I've become an empowered woman specifically balancing out my masculine and feminine energy. And there's a lot of work that many women need to do on this. And it came to light for me back in July when a friend came to visit and I noticed how feminine she was and how masculine I was and really understanding that by feeding that and balancing that, how much more balanced I feel mentally, spiritually, and as a result, sexually and also physically. So this is a three-phase workshop, just like the last. I'm guiding you through a one-hour class once a week. And then at the end of the class, we're going to have an online live event, September 25th. I'll also record this too. So if you missed, that's totally fine. Where we're going to interact, talk about the journaling work, the integration that you've been doing, your experiences through the meditations and the weekly videos. 
I'm so excited to be able to show up in a different way for y'all and really show you that there's so many other ways that we can make the ketogenic diet work for us and that the keto diet is such a perfect base for a lot of this work, but that we're only going to be as good as the diet can provide to us. And a lot of us have a bunch of things that we need to work through internally. And without working through those things, we can experience things like self-sabotage. And oh, just for me, it's always been self-sabotage. I get really close to a goal and then I just ruin it all because I'm really, really afraid of living a new life and finally stepping into my power. And that's what we really get into in the Empowered Woman workshop of standing in your power, feeling comfortable in that power, communicating from a place of power, And also understanding that it's okay to be soft as a woman and embracing that softness because that a lot of the times can be where our power lies. So if you want to sign up for this workshop, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash workshop two. Again, it starts tomorrow, but I'm going to be recording so you can really just join at any time. And again, you're going to get those three weekly videos, meditations, integration work so that you're journaling and doing other activities so that you can integrate the lessons that I share. And then the live event is on September 28th. Again, that URL is healthfulpursuit.com slash workshop too. And I've shared a bunch of URLs throughout today's episode. So if you just go to ketodietpodcast.com and look for episode 187, all the links will be on that page just to keep it really, really simple. So enough blah, 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 right? (laughs) Let's get to today's episode. And today's episode is a combination of two Q&As that I did, I believe back in May when I was launching the Keto Diet Cookbook and Keto for Women. And a bunch of you had a ton of questions. I was referring back to both of these books, my first book too. So we're going to cut over to both of those audios because I think only like 100 people have watched it. So I can just about guarantee you have not heard this Q&A. So we're going to go back to back with the Q&As. I hope you love it. Okay, let's do this thing. Welcome to the Keto Diet Podcast. If you're new around these parts, I'm Leanne Vogel. You may know me as the international best-selling author of The Keto Diet, The Keto Diet Cookbook, Keto for Women, and the writer behind the site, healthfulpursuit.com. As a woman, you already know exactly how hard it can be to lose weight, stay in shape, and make the best of your diet. I've put together a free 21-page guide exclusive to podcast listeners that shows you why imbalanced hormones are generally at the core of all struggles that women face when it comes to our weight and our overall health. Go to ketoforwomen.com for your free guide. In this free 21-page guide called Managing Hormone Imbalances for the Keto Lady, I share tips that will help you find success in adjusting your keto to fit your lady body. First, I'll provide five tips to help you stay focused as a keto lady. And lastly, we will review the top hormone imbalances that affect women, signs you may have a hormone imbalance, and actions you can take right now to achieve hormone balance. You can get your free 21-page guide at ketoforwomen.com. And thank you so much for listening today. We are doing a keto Q&A. I asked you guys for your questions and you guys submitted so many questions. I don't even know if we'll get through all of them today, but we'll try our best. Hello, good morning. Hey, it's really stormy here, so it might get a little bit darker before it gets lighter, but that's okay. Perfect time to do a live. Why not? Okay, wonderful. Cool. Thanks so much for hanging out with me, guys. All the hearts. Hey. Hey, Jess. 
Hello, Michelle. Desert Mama. Jay King. Hey, hi, good morning. Okay, so over the last couple of weeks, almost the last two months, I've been celebrating the launch of, let me get all these papers out of here, my book, The Keto Diet Cookbook. And I've been reading from it, answering your questions about it, and I'm about to release my newest book, Keto for Women. Imagine me holding it. I should have it by next Wednesday so I can actually hold it and show you. I'm so excited. And I thought it would be fun to do a virtual tour where every couple of days I jump on here, I say hey to you guys, and I answer your common questions as it relates to keto. We have some personal questions to answer today. And usually I read from the book, either the uh, cookbook or keto for women. But I thought over the next couple of days, it'd be fun to answer just your common questions about keto. I went to a keto group and your book was the main talk. That's crazy. That's so crazy. That just, that blows my mind. I'm just a girl from Cochrane, Alberta. No big deal. I just started reading this last night. Love it. Can't wait for Keto for Women. I am so, so excited for Keto for Women. Like the fact that I wrote a women's health book just blows my mind every time. Good morning, Brooklyn. Hello. It is early where you are. Oh my goodness. Hey, can you please share some good sources for protein and fats for veg people? Okay, that is a great, great question. Um, what about keto for 50? Okay, so let's get started um, now. Okay, so I'm going to pin today's topic here. Oops, not give you emoticons. That would not be cool. Okay, I'm going to pin today's topic. Okay, we got YouTube up here. We got Instagram here. And you guys submitted questions, but I'm just going to answer these first couple here. Can you please share some good sources for protein and fats for veg people? So if you are vegan, you're probably going to use a lot of like plant-based proteins, like pea proteins. If I were vegan, I would still do collagen. I think it's necessary for all human bodies to have collagen. So I would still use collagen if I were vegan. If you do eggs, cool. If you do cheese, cool. If you don't do any of that because you are vegan, you're going to have to do like nuts and seeds. Sprouting definitely helps digestion. So um, that's always an option for you. I'm going to have to drink tea because I still don't really have a voice. A really, really good book that I love for keto stuff and vegetarian stuff on keto is called Ketotarian by Dr. Will Cole. I highly recommend checking out his book because he's really good at it. I used to be vegan. I used to be vegetarian, but I'm definitely not that now. So that might be a good resource for you. What about keto after 50? Keto after 50, um, now I'm assuming that you've experienced menopause and you are postmenopausal. There's really no extra adjustments that you need other than the fact that because your adrenals are supporting your sex hormones now, so they're creating your sex hormones and your ovaries are not, you need to support your adrenals. In fact, any 30, 40 something women listening, it's so, so important that we go into menopause or perimenopause with balanced adrenals because our adrenals, a lot of us have taxed adrenals from our whole lives of stressing about things. And by the time we experience menopause, our adrenals just can't keep up with the demand. So it's really important that you support your adrenals. And it's also very important that you follow a ketogenic diet and that you don't make really any large adjustments because when you experience menopause, because your ovaries aren't involved in things, your thyroid may need to be a little bit supported. So you might need carb ups. But if you have a fine thyroid, you probably shouldn't rather I shouldn't say shouldn't. Uh, you probably don't need to carb up 
So if you're wondering about that, you don't need to carve up, but that's really the only difference and really all you need to look at. Yeah, that's all I want to say about that so far. Okay, amazing. Oh my gosh, hello guys. Can you recommend a product you like that combines ketones, salt, and electrolytes into a powder or a capsule? That would be amazing, actually. I don't think that product exists. Like exogenous ketones and electrolytes. Uh, well, Perfect Keto has, um, they. I think they, I, I hope I didn't dream this because sometimes that happens where I dream things and they didn't actually happen. Perfect Keto has a um, exogenous ketone capsule now. So you can take the exogenous ketone capsules and the electrolytes separately. Um, and I do take the Perfect Keto electrolytes. So that's something you could look at. Do you have thoughts about keto for pregnancy? I'm prenatal right now and planning on getting pregnant after our wedding in February. Congratulations. The only thought I really have and the most common question I get when it comes to keto and pregnancy is, should I be keto while I'm pregnant? And I really struggled with that answer for quite a long time. But what I find super fascinating is that when the baby is born, they're actually born in a ketogenic state and they remain ketogenic until you introduce food to them. So your breast milk is quite ketogenic. And so they'll be in a ketogenic state for most of their um, developing time. I don't even know what that's called. Maybe I should look that up because I always struggle with what that's called. Um, in any case, though, I would not struggle with uh, continuing to be keto if I were to get pregnant. So that's all I can really say about that. Uh, if I were to get pregnant, I would just keep eating keto. But I do find uh, women in their second trimester need more carbs. Like you might just crave carbs and that's totally fine. I would just allow your gestational. Oh my gosh, of course. Duh. Seriously. <laughs> gestational. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, gestation. Cheese was. Cheese was. Yes. Yeah. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. If you start craving carbohydrates, just have paleo friendly carbs and no big deal. Back to today's episode in a sec. Let's be honest, pancakes and waffles are a life staple and I don't enjoy them too much, but it's nice to know that there are options out there when we're keto and want to treat ourselves to a soul-loving breakfast like the ones we used to enjoy when we were kids. Birchbenders has a just-add-water keto pancake mix. And each serving, now these are good-sized pancakes, has 5 grams of net carbs and only the purest ingredients, cassava, almond, coconut, and eggs, and no funky fibers. Now the only thing is that the mix has buttermilk, which is a huge bummer for everyone sensitive to dairy like this girl right here. But I can still make pancakes with pork rinds and that's the next best thing. I made a batch of Birchbender's pancakes for friends during a leisurely brunch event and they were a huge hit. Plus, no one guessed that they were keto and grain-free. This mix is available nationwide at Walmart and Birchbender's.com. If you choose to try them out and want to order online, you can save 20% with the coupon code KDP20 at birchbenders.com. Unsure of the link? Simply check out today's show notes for all the details. Okay, back to today's episode. How do you support your adrenals? Okay, so adrenal support. Oh, I wish I had keto for women because it, it outlines like pages and pages of adrenal support and I could take you through it. The best way I know how to support my adrenals, I don't drink coffee. That's a big one. I try to limit my chocolate because I do really like chocolate and I can eat way too much of it. And then it stresses out my adrenals. 
I make sure that I sleep well every night. Uh, we just, just got an IntelliBed uh, mattress topper, which I'm really excited about because we had an IntelliBed mattress in our house and I loved it so much. And then when we sold our house and moved into the RV, we didn't get an IntelliBed and I still regret that. But uh, I had a really great sleep last night. So making sure that you set up your life properly when it comes to your sleep hygiene is really, really important. So not working in bed, try not to watch TV in bed or read stressful books in bed. Don't take your phone into the bedroom with you. Um, Those sorts of things can go a long way. Going to bed at the same time every day or as much as you can. Like it's so unrealistic for most people, including myself. Like last night I went to bed at like 10 the night before it was like one o'clock in the morning. So as much as you can try to regulate when you're going to bed, when you're waking up, ideally, if you can try to wake up naturally without an alarm. Now you can do this even if you have a regular nine to five job, you just need to figure out what time do I need to go to bed that I naturally wake up at 7am every morning without an alarm. And you can always have an alarm like danger zone of 730. If I'm not up, please go off. But just so that you can wake up naturally is a really good thing. And those are kind of like the main things. Uh, Meditation is a really, 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 really big one for adrenals. Now, you don't need to like become a guru and yoga and meditation in order to do meditation correctly. Like just set a little timer on your phone five minutes and sit in a quiet place and breathe in and breathe out and count your breaths even just like in one or in two, three, four, out two, three, four, in two, three, four, out two, three, four. If you want to get even more technical, in two, three, four, out two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And just focusing on your breath in and out and in and out can be really, really helpful to just lowering your stress. I do this every morning. It's been really helpful for me. You can do five minutes. You can do 10 minutes. You can do 15 minutes. I don't care. Just a little bit of time can go a long way. Oh my gosh, you guys are so great with your questions today. That's why I asked everyone to submit questions because I always find when I'm like, Hey guys, what are your questions? You guys like freeze up. So this is awesome. Are there ketone esters you recommend? I don't. I've tried them once and they were just so disgusting and also so expensive that I haven't looked at them since. I know that they're getting less expensive. I just don't know how I feel about them. Like, I think they're great if you can afford them and do them and you like them and that's great. And you need to be keto for like a very strict reason say you're experiencing cancer and it's just something you need to do because your doctor says that if you generate ketones and you have ketones in your body, you're going to be better off than hundred percent do what you can. But I think for the average person, which is really, you know, my clientele, my people, my community, our healthful pursuit peeps, I don't know if they're required. I do see a role in exogenous ketones just to help with fasting and they're not as expensive and they're a helpful tool. I don't use them that much, but they're definitely there for me. But um, I don't think the average person needs them, but I could be wrong. I was wrong about exogenous ketones when I said that they were horrible. And then I gave them a try and I was like, wait a minute, actually, they do have a practical application. So I'm not one of those people that stick to my word all the time because things change and experiences change and people change. And you guys change my mind all the time. Thanks, Leanne. I'm reading Real Food for Pregnancy right now. And it's that same philosophy. Awesome. Uh, instead of bulletproof coffee, could you do tea? So getting back to the adrenal support piece. Um, yeah, you could totally do tea. Actually, there's an awesome recipe. Hold please. Oh, what is it? It's like super, I wonder if they separated out. Let me see. It's like, I call it the superwoman breakfast, but we had to change it because superwoman we couldn't use. Superpower 316. 
316. I call it Superwoman breakfast. Wonder Woman breakfast. Oh, no, these are superpower fat bombs. Okay. Well, there's a drink breakfast. It's in the breakfast section. I'll try to find it while we keep talking. There's a breakfast recipe in here that's a matcha. Oh, here it is. That's a matcha tea. That's really good. And it has less caffeine. You could do something like that. As you're transitioning in my first book, Bad Boy right here, I talked about caffeine content in various things. I think it's on the Rocket Fuel Latte page. Let me see. Desserts. Oh, just skipped by it. Yeah, so I talk about the caffeine content in various things, but you could totally do tea. Chamomile tea. Oh my God, I said chamomile. Yes. We've been training ourselves to say chamomile instead of chamomile. Chamomile is more of a Canadian way of saying it. And every time we try to order chamomile down here, people are like, what? And we're like, chamomile. <laughs> yeah, so on page 429 of the keto diet, there are a bunch of options of caffeine free and also caffeine loaded pieces. So it just goes through. Coffee has 164 milligrams of caffeine per serving down to decaf green tea, hot water, rooibos tea, herbal tea, four sigmatic foods, mushroom elixir, decaf espresso, Swiss water decaf coffee, goes through all the different options, raw cacao powder, how much uh, caffeine is in there. So I try to keep my caffeine intake to about 20 milligrams a day, if that, and I only have it in the morning. Awesome. I'd have to go to bed at 5 p.m. You know, it, a lot of us are so sleep deprived and we find that there's like this period where, yes, we go to bed very early in order to create that new sleep cycle. I know that I, when I was first trying this, I was going to bed at like 7.30, 8 o'clock for a couple of weeks. And then slowly I got less deprived. And now it's like, as long as I go to bed around 10 or 11, I'll wake up around 7. I just got your new cookbook and I'm a little bit confused. I weigh 200 pounds. I don't know what's the best meal plan for me. I'm trying to lose 50 pounds. I mean, how many calories I need? Okay, so I think you're referring to, in this book, I outline the meal planning combinations uh, here, there, on page 41. And it requires that you know your calories and how many calories you need. Um, just to follow this one strategy, there are three meal planning strategies in the book, so you don't have to follow this, but... Um, this was just an option. So you need to know how many calories you want to go ish for ish. But it it um, works with calorie variance. So that means that some days you'll be below that number, some days you'll be above that number, but you will average over a week to the, the goal that you need. So here's the thing, when you're writing books, <laughs> you can't put the same thing in every book. Otherwise, you guys will be pissed off. Because like, if you already have this book, why would you want the same content in the next book? So if you want to figure out how many calories you require and what your what your um, percentages should look like and that sort of thing, it's all in this guy. I also covered it a little bit in Keto for Women, but not as in-depth. It's in here, right? Isn't it, Kevin? Yes. Do you remember what page? No. I know it's in here, but I cannot remember where. I know it's in this book. So you can use this book to calculate out your calories and requirements and how to set things up. And then you can use this book to plan your meals once you know how much to shoot for. I heard ketone esters taste bad, but really energy and brain boost. Yeah, they're way, way, way more powerful than exogenous ketones, but they taste horrible and they're very expensive. Like the one that I tried was probably about three or four years ago. I think per serving it was, I want to say something crazy like $600. Like it was something crazy where I was like, no, no. Uh, I know you've said this before, but how do you do a carb up? Super simple. At night, 
last meal of the day, you take out the fat from your meal, leave like a teaspoon or whatever, like if you're having a sweet potato, and you put in the carbs. That's how you do a carb up. Now, in, uh, I don't think it's in here. I think it's in keto for women. See, what you need to do is like, you just need to, no, this is the wrong one. <laughs> what you need to do is just get all of my books <laughs> because all the answers are across all of my books. You guys can go to ketodietbook.com to learn more about this guy, this guy, and my upcoming Keto for Women book. Yeah, so uh, in Keto for Women, there's a chart that tells you how many carbs to have, uh, how to calculate those carbs. And I think there's one in here as well, but um, I know there's one in here too but it's a little bit different of an approach. I am doing AIP as a test. I love that your new book has AIP options. So does this book. Yeah, there's a ton of AIP stuff in here as well. Yeah, so there's a bunch of AIP stuff in here as well. And I talk about AIP and keto for women too, with food lists, what to eat, what not to eat, all those things. Cookbook meals marks as marked as small, medium, large are brilliant. Love them. But how do I cook one meal for my husband and I without cooking different meal sizes? Great, great question. The easiest way to change a meal size is to add something to it. So say you're making a medium. I'll give you an example. So it's just easier. Oh, this is a good one. So chimichurri served with pork rinds is a medium. So you got the sauce, you got the pork rinds, num num paleo. And so this is a medium. If your husband needs a large, then you need to, okay, so at the beginning of the book, I chat about the sizes of meals and how how big or little you need something to be. So I'm going to give you the page number so you can follow along with me. So on page 41, I explain that a medium meal is between 300 and 499 calories. Okay, so if your husband requires a large and you're making chimichurri, then you only need to add like an extra 100 calories for him. So just add another tablespoon of chimichurri to his meal. And all of a sudden he has a large and you have a medium. So that's the way that I do it at home. I'll give you another example. Let's try to find a large. So let's say your husband needs a, or your partner, whoever you're making foods for, let's say that they need a huge meal and you're making this, which is a large. So you've made this, it's a large. You see here that it's 523 calories per serving. And that's a large between 570, 799 calories. So you need it to be a huge. So what I would do if I were cooking this for Kevin, I would have this portion size there. And then I would add like another half portion size to Kevin's and then it would be a huge. So you don't need to like overcomplicate it. Just give him more and roughly calculate. It all works out at the end of the day because all the recipes are macro balanced. So you could just add more food and all he's getting is more volume and that's totally safe and okay. Back to today's episode in a sec. If you're not familiar with Paleo Valley, they make one of my most favorite healthful keto snacks, 100% grass-fed beef sticks and 100% pasture-raised turkey sticks, and they're also fermented. Each stick contains 1 billion CFUs of probiotics to benefit the health of your gut and strengthen your immune system. Their gut-friendly sticks are gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, GMO-free, freaky chemical, additive, and dye-free, as well as being preservative-free. Many of the flavors are 100% free 
free from carbohydrates. And the best part, they're really, really tasty. Now you can shop all things Paleo Valley, load up your cart and apply a 20% discount code to everything in your cart. To take advantage of this offer, go to paleovalley.com slash keto, fill up your cart and enter the coupon code keto20. That's keto20 at checkout to apply a 20% off discount on your entire purchase. If you're unsure of the link, simply check out today's show notes for all the details. Okay, back to today's episode. I'm 5'3", 165 pounds. Is 1,250 calories a good deficit to be in? I feel like that, personally, I feel like that's way too much of a deficit. In the experiment that Ansel Keys, and unfortunately Ansel Keys isn't like the best one to use, but I'm going to use it anyway. The I think it was the Minnesota starvation experiment back in the 30s. 20s, 30s, um, where they gave perfectly healthy, mentally able men 1800 calories a day. And they started to go crazy, like actual crazy. They started to think about cannibalism. They started to dream about food. They started picking at their hair, cutting their skin at 1800 calories a day. Now, uh, the interesting thing about calories and just recommendations. Now, there was a question the other day about why I chose to use calories in here. And I think that it's a great way to um, to teach you guys about portions, but like not to get too crazy about calories, because I think there are a bunch of different ways that you can look at calories and I just see them as energy. And so if I'm choosing good, wholesome choices, and I'm just being mindful of calories, it can be helpful for me to understand portions, because all food has energy. And of course, the energy in 100 calories of nut butter versus 100 calories of celery is going to be different. But if you're choosing foods that resonate with you, and you're keeping a mind on calories, the portion sizes should work out and just be a really great tool that you can use beyond just this book, because that's really what I wanted to do is just teach you new things that you could use uh, for the future so that you have this strategy forever and ever and ever. Now, calories are interesting because when they first calculated out the requirements, you know how like everyone says the requirement for an adult is 2200 calories and most calculators are based on 2200 calories. Now, when they came up with that recommendation, they actually put in a deficit because they knew that people would eat more than that. So the actual requirement for a human base requirement is 2,800 calories. So when they came up with this regular 2,200 calorie baseline, and sometimes it's 2,000, it depends what country you're in, it, it changes. I think in the US it's 2,000, in Canada it's 2,200. Anyways, I can't remember which one is which, but when you are thinking about calories, we base it on that 2,000, 2,200 like level, but remember that that was actually set on a deficit itself and that that number should be closer to 2,800. But when they came up with this recommendation, they put in that deficit because they knew people would overeat and hit that 2,800 again. So if you think of 1,200 calories, I actually have a friend, uh, she has a daughter who's three and her doctor recommends that her daughter at three years old have 1,300 calories a day. Now that daughter, I mean, granted she's growing, she's three years old, 1,300 calories, the kid is like the size of my leg, okay? Like she's a very tiny kid. And as, as all kids are, so if you think about your body, and I'm going off on a tangent here, only because I think really 1,200 calories is too low. And if you're not losing weight at that, what you're going to do is downgrade to 1,000 calories. And then you're not going to lose weight on that. And you're going to go even lower and lower and lower. The best advice I have for you is to boost your metabolism by eating enough. 
a really, really great book on this is, I'm going to swear, The Fuck It Diet by Carolyn Dooner. That's a really good one. Um, Health at Every Size is another good one to read. Uh, I'm finishing off Body, uh, what is what is it called? Body Positive, I think. Body Positive Power, I'm pretty sure, or Body Positive. What's her last name? Megan. Oh, I can't use my phone because it's being used. But look up that and just get understand calories and metabolism. And uh, in Happy Keto Body, I talk about this a lot, about how to upregulate your metabolism so that you can feel good and lose weight and just feel great overall by eating more. So on an average day, I'm eating anywhere from 2000 to 5000 calories. And I've been able to maintain my weight just fine. And my body's gotten to that good set point. So I know that that's not entirely what you asked, but I just felt called to tell you that. So I hope that's helpful. I love your cookbook and I pre-ordered your keto for women. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. In fact, the printer, we just got a bunch of the books printed. They asked for my address yesterday and I gave it to them and they said that they were going to overnight a copy and I should have it by Wednesday. And I'm so out of all my books, the first one was really hard to write because I really doubted myself a lot and had a really hard time putting that out into the world. I almost didn't. I almost didn't. And with the second book, uh, the cookbook, I had a really fun time with it. It was like, it felt so natural and good. I definitely think it's not getting the attention that it deserves. <laughs> and I'm sure all creatives feel that way. Um, just because there are a lot of concepts in there that are brand new, that are um, very original to the book that I'm really proud of. And for Keto for Women, it was a struggle, but it just felt so naturally flowing. Like it just all came out of me beautifully. And so I really hope you guys like it. I put a lot into it. Uh, It's been a labor of love here for a couple of years. I've been working on it. And finally, there was a space where it was needed. Uh, This is why I have all of your books and eBooks. Amazing. Yeah, because none of it is duplicate information. It's all I really, really, really try my very hardest to make sure that each book has a unique guidance system in it. Happy Keto Body is awesome. And you want Happy Keto Body VIP. It's amazing. Thanks, guys. Uh, Somebody told me that if I cut big chunks of fat off meat like steak and pork, I'm losing most of the fat macros. I believe the meat has enough fat on its own, which is correct. Well, if you're cutting out the fat of meat, then there's going to be less fat in the meat. That's kind of the way it is. So yeah, you are taking out the fat. Now, if you do choose to keep cutting out the fat, you could actually render that fat and make tallow or lard or whatever you're cutting. What is AIP? AIP is autoimmune protocol. It's an anti-inflammatory diet. Let's leave it at that. How do you determine what kind of serving size you need? It's all based on the small, medium, large, and huge recommendations, which I cover in this and just requires that you know how many calories you want to shoot for a day. So it's all outlined in this bad boy. Oh my goodness, you guys are crushing the questions today. I'm so proud of you. Uh, Will one of these books touch base of high cholesterol blood work and how to lower the numbers? Uh, My doctor wants meds. I do not. Yeah, Keto for Women. Ketoforwomen.com. I cover it a bit in there. Uh, Happy Keto Body. Happyketobody.com covers like a ton of it. Hey, ladies and happy keto body. Aren't I right? Like cholesterol. It's a cholesterol party in there. Have you heard of too much salt causing your inflammation? Having eczema bouts haven't had since I was a kid, since I've been keto. One year I put Himalayan salt in my water daily. I mean, definitely listen to your body on that. Uh, I don't use Himalayan salt. I use Redmond sea salt. You could switch, see if that helps. I haven't seen that connection. I don't see how there is a connection, 
but maybe I'm missing something. My psoriasis has gotten really bad over the last couple of months. <laughs> like so bad, like plaque psoriasis, horrible, painful wounds, bleeding. It's been really bad. All on my scalp, it started coming down here. And uh, I was just eating too many nuts. And so I cut out the nuts and it went away. Like within a within two weeks, I noticed a huge difference. It's been it's been two weeks and two days. And I'm hoping by next month, I won't have like, oh, they're just like sores. They're definitely better and they're healing, but it's pretty bad. So look at other foods you're eating that maybe you weren't eating before keto. I'm going to France in two weeks, the land of croissants and cheese. Any tips? Eat all of it. Live your life. And like, unless you're, unless you're doing keto because you have an imbalance that you like severely need keto every single moment. Have grace with yourself because like, oh my gosh, France, are you kidding? I wish I could go to France. Soak it all up. Like if you see a beautiful croissant, give yourself the ability to have some of it and just enjoy it and savor it and, and listen and smell and just like totally engross yourself in that experience. Because when you give yourself the ability to just enjoy food you'll find that you don't really want a lot of it. You know, like when we go out for food, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to eat what I want to eat. Like the other day we went to go have tacos with friends and I ordered street tacos for Kevin and I, and they had corn and I had one and I was like, nah, I'm not feeling it. Whereas before had I gone in there like, oh my gosh, I'm having tacos. How's this going to fit into my plan? Oh my gosh, I'm eating a taco. Okay. I've had a taco. I'm yeah, I've totally blown my plan. Oh my gosh, it's Tuesday. How am I going to make up for this? Okay, I'll go to the gym tomorrow. I'll work out for five hours. Okay, oh my gosh, I'm still eating tacos. And I'd have like 20 tacos, maybe not 20, probably like 15. You know, you feel the difference. So soak it up, give yourself grace, eat keto when you want to, don't when you don't. And when you get back, you're going to have so many amazing experiences and memories forever. Because I always think when I'm on my deathbed and it is the last couple of moments, what do I want to savor the most? Like what do I what do I want to think back and be like, dang girl, you did that. You crushed that. And when I'm in that moment and I put myself in that place, not once am I like, remember that time you were on the treadmill and you just like totally busted it out? No. <laughs> I want to be like, you remember that time where you sold your house and you moved into an RV and then you were even crazier and thought, hey, I have no sailing experience. Why don't we buy a catamaran and cruise the world? Yeah, that's a really great idea. And you learned how to cruise and you learned how to sail and you learned how to interpret the wind and the stars and the and the rain and just all the things and the weather. That's what you're going to think about. And you're going to think about your trip to France and all the amazing things you ate and saw and smelt and 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 savored. So that's how I would do it. That's my tip for you. Maybe not what you wanted to hear, but probably what you needed to hear. Hey, Leanne, just a quick random question. Are you supposed to toast nuts immediately after soaking them when they are wet or should they dry for a bit? Mine stay kind of mushy when I tried. Soak them and then let them air dry. And then um, you can dry them in a very low temperature oven until they're super dry and then you can roast them. So you can either dry them out on the counter or you can just put them in the oven at a low temperature, like 180, dry them out and then roast them. That's what I do. Uh, read Dr. Jason Fung's The Obesity Code. Yeah, that's regarding metabolism. I highly recommend that book. Thank you so much for reminding me. I'm so excited for Keto for Women. Me too. Oh my gosh. New Keto for Women, do you cover menopause? I sure do. Um, not to the extent that I do in Happy Keto Body. Really, 
Keto for Women was created out of need of our Happy Keto Body members because our Happy Keto Body members loved the program, love everything in it, but there was an aspect missing and that was the food aspect of just like, okay, you've told me that I have adrenal dysfunction. I understand how to support it, but like, how do I eat to support it? And that was like the missing link. So that's where Keto for Women comes in. So it's going to talk about how to eat for menopause and how to structure that properly. I can't wait until June 18th. Your book will be here that day. I got to love Amazon Prime, right? I've done keto for four years and there are times when I fall off the wagon and eat terrible. And I feel like every time I start back up, it takes even longer than before to lose weight. Jay King. I would highly recommend going to healthfulpursuit.com slash whole. That's W-H-O-L-E. Because I created a program with you in mind. Yeah, that's exactly because you're just, you're messing with your metabolism and you're going up and down. And it's, I really want to tell you that it's, it's not, it's not your fault. It's nothing you did wrong. When we were born and put on this planet, we were downloaded a bunch of uh, garbly goop about our bodies and how our bodies should look, how they shouldn't look, how we should act, how we shouldn't act. And unfortunately, that is causing many of us to make poor decisions for ourselves and our body. So it's really, really important now that you know the truth about your metabolism and your body and your, there's something in you that's like, this isn't right, that you take it upon yourself to make a choice to change that belief and to get it out of your brain because you didn't choose it. There's nothing you did wrong. It's just time for you to do something a little bit differently and design your own life. Uh, your answer to croissant is adorable. I love you. I love you too. Yeah, go enjoy. Oh my gosh. And when you eat that croissant, think of me because, oh, that's like a dream of mine. I would love that very much. I sent you this question before, but I wanted your opinion on desiccated liver tablets. I bought some actual liver and can't eat it. I can't eat it either. I mean, I can eat it. Like I have some liver bites in this book that I really like and they're beef and liver and a couple of um, other ones like the the hidden liver in the in the stuffed peppers. But overall, I don't really totally enjoy liver. So I take desiccated liver as well. Um, there are a couple of brands that I really like. Equip Foods is one of them. Equip Foods makes desiccated liver capsules, as does Paleo Valley. Liver Bites. So 264 of this book, and also page 128, and also page 230. So those are some options. Let's go to the liver bites because I really like those. I'll show you those. 264. Liver bites. They're tasty. I give them to people and they're like, what? This is liver? No way. And then the secret stuffed peppers. That's 230. Those are really tasty too. You don't even know. Put cheese on it. You'll be fine. And if you don't do cheese, I give you options about how to do it without cheese. And it's super tasty too. I'm 52. Suddenly find uh, wigs to cause severe stomach pain. One after eggs. Yeah, um, that happened to me. It's happened to my mom, my sister, my aunt, all the thing, eggs. Try to fully cook them. Try to change your source or go without them for a couple of months, reintroduce and see how you go. I can get away with like one egg a week, one or two eggs a week. And if they're like super fresh, awesome, I can eat more of them. So it really depends. Enjoy the food in France. It will be amazing. Should we be concerned about the glyphosate sprayed on crops and non-organic grain uh, finished cattle eat. Yeah. Okay. So I think you asked this holistic fit mom. I think that was in some of the questions that were submitted that I haven't even gotten to because you guys are just so great with Q and a today. Like this is crazy. Non-organic grain finished cattle. Yeah. I would just be concerned overall with the quality. Like in addition to the glyphosate, just the fact that they were finished on grain is a problem for me. 
I don't worry about it too much. Like when we go out to eat, I eat whatever meat is available to me. I don't really care. But when we're at home and I'm making things at home, I try to choose the best sources that I can. I enjoy Butcher Box. They're a partner of the show. Traveling to UK and worries about airport security with food, MCT. Don't worry about it. They really don't care. I've been, I've been all over North America. I've been all through Europe, India, or else. Is that all? Middle East, a bunch of places with my MCT oil powders and my supplements and my everything. As long as you don't have liquids, you're fine. I use the packets. It's fine. Like I wouldn't worry about it too much. I've never had an issue with it. I started with your book on keto lifestyle and I've lost 80 pounds so far. I recommend it to everyone that starts keto. Thank you so much. Now I'm trying to cure PCOS and hypothyroid. That's so exciting. I'm so happy for you. That is just fabulous. The difference between healthfulpursuit.com and happyketobody.com. Healthfulpursuit.com is my blog. That's where I share recipes and podcast episodes. Happyketobody.com is my 12-week video training program for women. So happyketobody.com is a product that you pay for. There are various membership levels depending on what you want to do. I highly recommend VIP because like, are you kidding me right now? You get lifetime coaching calls like forever and you can just join those calls every month. Are you kidding me right now? Amazing. Uh, So I highly recommend that. Uh, But you guys can find out more by going to happyketobody.com. See if it works well for you. I love the VIPs. I just, I love interacting with our VIPs. We have a private forum that's not Facebook where we read lab work and answer questions and have a good time over there. So, um, but yeah, there's also a membership option where you get lifetime access or three month access and you can just go through all the videos and worksheets and work your way through it. So that's the difference. Uh, Should we not fear meat? Sometimes I just want to eat more meat. I don't fear meat. If my body wants meat, I eat meat until I don't want meat anymore. In fact, last night, um, my husband, Kevin, and his friend went out for dinner and I just wasn't feeling it. So I went to Whole Foods and had like a big salad with no meat. So there are days where maybe you want meat. There are days where maybe you don't want meat. Uh, Should we keep sugar at zero? Some products or recipes have sugar, but they're not from sugar alcohols. GNC store said to keep it below five grams per day. Just set the intention of not eating sugar. Like if if there's a product with sugar, like uh, the F-bombs that I really like, the chocolate macadamia situation has a little bit of sugar and I don't worry about it too much. Like it's fine. I feel like I could probably eat liver ground up with other things. Yeah, that's the only way that I do it. And chicken liver is less intense. I hate beef liver. Bah. Okay, so that was the end of the questions. I didn't even get to the submitted question. So I'll try to jump on a live tomorrow around the same time because the internet here is really good around this time and I'll try to answer the questions that were submitted because there are so many good ones a lot of the same ones but some real goodies and some personal ones too which I like answering Uh, like do we plan on having kids great question so I'll answer that tomorrow but I hope you guys have a great rest of your Thursday I think on Instagram today I said it was Wednesday I'm totally confused about what day it is always thanks so much for hanging out with me guys I hope you have a great rest of your day I hope you're totally digging this episode. I love putting these together every week and I hope you're getting something out of it. I love seeing where you're listening from. So next time you're listening or even right now, take a picture of yourself watching the show or a screenshot of your favorite episode and tag me on Instagram at healthful pursuit. And if social isn't your thing, that's totally fine. Just jump on your favorite podcast player and leave a review for the show. Okay, back to the good stuff. 
Hey, how's it going? We got YouTube up here. We got Instagram down here. I'm going to plug in my computer. Good morning, Pro Fitness and Sarah and Starburst MB and Terry and hey, Linda, Mama Isi, Holistic Ginger and two others, Keto Celia. Good morning, guys. How's it going? Hey, hello, Wendy. Good morning. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm going to tag or I'm going to post. I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm going to do the things and the stuff with the pinning of the comments and the things. Yeah. All right. Pinning comment. Today is another keto Q&A. So if you have questions for me, keto based questions, personal questions, any sort of question, I will answer them. I have um, questions that were submitted beforehand. So if you guys are quiet. That's cool. I have some questions to get through if you're not sure what to ask me. Marissa Davis Art says, love your podcast, by the way, such great info. Thank you. I'm really excited. I think it's episode 170, where we're starting a thing called guest takeovers, where I've invited some of my closest friends to take over the podcast. So I gave them the mic and they dropped a bunch of knowledge bombs. And we're starting off with Christina Kirk. And I'm just so excited. So I'm very interested to know how you guys like the new format. It's not going to be all the time, but I just have a couple of really good friends that I really, really in love hearing from. And I just thought like, here, take the mic, take over, do what you want to do, talk about what you're passionate about. And I'm pretty excited to give them the platform to just like speak their truth. And I'm not giving them any outlines. So I'm really excited to see how that goes. So you'll have to let me know what you think. Sherry Berry says, good morning. Uh, Lee Sale says, good morning, Miss Sunshine. My sister's nickname is Sunshine. That's pretty cool. Good morning, Leanne. Good morning, guys. Okay. Love the new cookbook. Cool. You are, Amy is chatting about this bad boy right here. I keep it beside me at all times. I've been doing keto from your book, the keto diet book with classic keto for three weeks. I think I need to be more patient, but scale isn't budging much. And I've tried eliminating irritant foods, reducing stress. Okay. So you're talking about this book. Yeah. Um, it can take some time, but yeah, it can take some time. It really depends on your hormones. The ketogenic diet is an endocrine based diet, which requires your hormones to be pretty on point in order for it to work properly. And not just your hormones, like your sex hormones, like estrogen, progesterone, but also insulin, glucagon, leptin, ghrelin, So be patient with yourself when it comes to your body and keto. It's just going to take some time. But if you're feeling good and your brain feels so much better, these are all really, really good things. You got to look things outside of just your weight loss. Okay, more questions. Cupcake Queen 1970 says, listen to your podcast every day at work. I started at episode one. I cannot even believe how long the podcast has been going for. I think we're celebrating our three-year anniversary here in the fall, which is so cool. Thanks so much for listening. And if you guys don't listen to the show, you can find it by going to any podcast app and searching for Keto Diet Podcast. It should come up just fine. Okay. I seem to feel best on around 20 to 30% carbs. So not exactly keto, maybe a little more carbs and fat fuel. Do you think I can still get in primary fat burning state? Yes, you can. Okay. I'm going to be referencing this book right here. I just love that I can reference my own work in a physical form. This is just, it's such a gift. Okay. So I'm going to find the page that you can use. Ah, Okay. Page 50 of the keto diet outlines all the profiles you could potentially use to get into keto. I know there are many, many more that I just haven't discovered yet that people haven't discovered yet and all different variations on all of this. So you want to look at the daily fat burner 
right there, daily fat burner. That will give you all the answers, at least some of the answers that you need to feel confident in the fact that your body just requires more carbohydrates. And that's not to say that years from now, you'll still need the same eating style. It's constantly evolving and constantly changing with our body. So right now you need them. Later, you maybe you don't. Maybe in future, you'll need more protein or less protein. So just roll with the punches. And I think it's such a gift that you know what's best for your body now. So if you're feeling great and you're feeling awesome, that's great. The daily fat burner fat fuel profile gives you 5 to 20% carbohydrate in a day. So that gives you a lot of wiggle room and will probably align with what you're doing right now. So the daily fat burner fat fuel profile is what you want to look for. Now this is ideal for individuals with health imbalances, such as thyroid imbalances, adrenal dysfunction, or candida. Great for children, vegans, people who find it extremely restricted to be in other ways of eating keto. People who want to pair weight loss with body healing, people who want to take it day by day and not have this like all out stretch goal of like eating 20 grams of carbs for the rest of their life. You're welcome. So yes, totally. Okay. Your cookbook is great. Bought one for my daughter. Are you referring to this one, Sandy? Thank you so much. That's so great. Thank you. I hope you both are really, really loving it. Good morning. I'm about to make your coconut cardamom porridge. That recipe is on the website. You guys can get it by going to healthfulpursuit.com. It was actually inspired by a recipe I made in India when I traveled there for my 25th birthday. I went to India for, how long was I in India for? A couple months. And I went to a cooking class with a girlfriend that I had met at an ashram that I was staying at. And we took like an all day cooking class and we made this like amazing porridge with cardamom and honey and rice noodles like it was these like rice based noodles and it was so good and I actually have the recipe on my website like a really carb heavy porridge it has like millet and amaranth and so I was going through old blog posts I'm like wait I loved that porridge so I ketified it made it keto tasted very very similar and so you can get that at healthful pursuit it's on the home page so just go there and you can check it out so delicious holistic ginger yes more energy and been in full ketosis then you're doing great, girl. Keep up the good work and just see where your body takes you. There's so much more to keto than weight loss. And I think when we step outside of that, we can really, really see all the, the gifts that it can provide us. And it's a pretty special thing. I used to be strict keto, but I could not sleep. What was I doing wrong? Uh, pursuing natural. Okay, so in my book here, I'm going to look in the index because I don't exactly know what page this is on, but I talk about sleep. I talk a lot about sleep in my upcoming book, Keto for Women. You can find out more details about that book by going to ketoforwomen.com. We talk all about sleep, how to make it better, what steps to take to improve your sleep, all the things. Sleep. Page 41. 41. No sense in reinventing the wheel here. Okay, so sleep. I talk here about carb ups. It goes directly to the carb up page on page 41 of the keto diet. In this page, I'm just talking about the benefits of carb ups. So if you have bad sleeps on keto, what can sometimes what's often the case is that you're just not eating enough carbohydrate. And I experienced this like really, really, really bad. When I was about six months into keto, I stopped sleeping, like completely stopped sleeping. I was up for multiple days. I think it was about five days where I just didn't sleep until I binged on carbs and then had the best sleep ever. I highly don't recommend like pushing it until you're that far gone that you just binge on carbs and then you're like in a sugar coma. Probably not the healthiest thing to do, like just mentally uh, and psychologically, really. 
But when we have a carb up, so a carb up is where you eat keto all day. And then at night, you take out the fat of your meal and you put in carbs. So think of it like a swapping. So by doing this, you're providing better sleep. Uh, you're experiencing better sleep and more serotonin. Eating carbs at night helps us prepare for sleep by increasing the brain's uptake of tryptophan, the protein found in poultry that's so often credited with causing post-Thanksgiving dinner sleepiness. Tryptophan is also used to create the neurotransmitter serotonin. So eating carbs at night helps boost serotonin, which leads to improved mood, better sleep, increased weight loss, increased fat loss, better post-workout recovery, and better immune health. And the improved sleep we get from eating carbs at night benefits insulin sensitivity. That is a good thing. So that little excerpt is in this bad boy. I've lost 20 kilograms on keto, but recently have gained about three kilograms. It could totally be because of your cycle, Sarah. I wouldn't worry about it. We can gain and lose. I like to say an average of 10 pounds up and down throughout our cycle. Um, but I've been known to do 15 depending on a bunch of different things, but I'm going to show you how to make this better. So if you're still cycling, like you still have a menstrual cycle, you haven't experienced menopause. Where's this darn thing? I thought it was on page 20 something. Okay. So in the Keto Diet Cookbook on page 24, I go through how to cycle your keto with your hormones so that you don't have as many horrible experiences throughout your cycle. I talk about the moon cycles, how to adjust your keto throughout the moon cycles if you don't have a period. This is really helpful. If you don't have a period, you can use the moon as your guide. And then the macros to follow throughout your cycle. So again, that's page 24 of the Keto Diet Cookbook. I'm referencing a lot of my books today. Um, you guys can just go to ketodietbook.com. I've put it in the little comments here, ketodietbook.com. It's the pinned comment on Instagram. And you guys can find out all the information about all my books. Good morning from Indy. Are you saying like Indiana? Is that short for Indiana? Sorry. <laughs> I listened to the most recent podcast. You talked about feeling pressure to eat snacks since starting keto. I feel like there is pressure not to be hungry thoughts. Okay. There are like two camps on this. One is like, if you don't eat these certain things, you can't be successfully keto, like exogenous ketones, MCT oil. Is that it? Like, those are like the big ones, I feel like. And all the different bars and treats and things like they'll boost your ketones and all the different supplements. There's a lot of pressure there. But then on the flip side, there's a lot of pressure of like, you shouldn't have snacks. Snacking is bad for you. And if, if you're snacky, you couldn't possibly be ketogenic. I just like snacks. So I'm still going to eat snacks. But I think that when you have a little snack, it's not a matter of just having some celery and nut butter. It's like, well, if I'm going to snack, I better spend $5 on the perfect, amazing keto product because it's going to boost my ketones more than celery and nut butter will. That's all I was talking about. But thanks for having me clarify. That's really helpful. Okay, I have some questions here too that I want to answer. The first one is from Oh Hey Lesh. Les, so I seriously don't know how to say her name. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, when should someone, a woman, try carnivore? <laughs> My immediate reaction was never. No, I'm just kidding. I think that if you're having a bunch of digestive issues and you can't get to the bottom of it, carnivore could be good. In the interim, I just I haven't met a lot of carnivore women enough to say that carnivore is great for women. I think that if you're cutting out, if you're like, okay, of all the keto folk out there, I'm probably the most lenient of all of them. Like I recommend that you include all of the food groups 
I'm not crazy about sugar. If I'm going to a restaurant and they have regular meat, I'm not going to worry about the hormones in the meat. And I try to just have a more balanced outlook so that I don't go mentally crazy with my diet. So if there is an eating style that completely removes an entire food group like carnivore does, it's not something that I at this point in my life could mentally, physically, emotionally, psychologically manage. I think that that would be quite triggering for me and for a lot of people, especially those that have experienced a lot of diet mentality throughout their lives. I think that there are other things that we can do as a collective to improve our health without having to cut out complete food groups. And I think it works great for some. And a lot of the people that are promoting carnivore that are carnivore are like the strong men type, <laughs> like ages 30 to 45, big muscle men. And that was the struggle that I had when I started keto is back in 2014, I was me and I think Maria Emmerich were the only two women on the internet in books talking about keto. And so we both have a very different view on keto. And that's what is amazing. You guys have so many options of information you can take in. But I think a lot of the times it becomes like, there's so much information that like, I've had questions posed to me. And I'm like, how did you how are you even asking this question? And they're like, well, I took it from here and here and here and here, but not understanding the core fundamentals of how the body works, then a lot of things get confusing. So Sometimes there's such a thing as like too much information that stops us from just like listening to our bodies. So if every day you wake up and all you think about is eating meat and you just like love eating meat, then like eat meat. That's fine. But I think putting labels on ourselves and cutting out full food groups can sometimes lead to stuff that we didn't plan on. And I think if it's unnecessary, like AIP, autoimmune protocol, if you don't need to be AIP where you cut out a bunch of foods, please don't. There's no need for it. I went AIP for a while to just figure out what I was sensitive to and found out that nuts was a really big one for me. So I try not to eat a lot of nuts, but I don't put it as like never eat nuts because then I'll eat all the nuts. That's just the way we work. So to answer your question, when should some woman, someone, a woman try carnivore when she's tried all other options and they haven't worked? If you're waking up and you're craving meat all the time, eat it. But I watched a carnivore, uh, somebody that I really love, uh, talk about carnivore yesterday. And she said, on carnivore, if you're craving other foods, just eat more meat. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, if you're craving a, a salad and you're just like, oh, my gosh, all I want is kale right now. And it's like, better eat more meat. I don't know. I'll leave that to you. But I, I just think life is too short. <laughs> Okay. Is it a concern to consume grain fed animals? Okay. We talked about that yesterday in yesterday's live. Okay. Let's check up on your guys's. I fell off the wagon and I'm having a hard time getting back on and staying with it. What can I do to stay motivated? I love how I feel when I'm eating keto, but that doesn't seem to work. Okay. I actually did a podcast episode on this. So I'm just going to search for, I go to Google like for my own website, because I don't even know my own website. And Google, I say healthful pursuit wagon podcast, getting back on the wagon. Okay, it's episode 40, 40. So go to your podcast player, look for the keto diet podcast, and check out episode 40, talking about the fear and guilt when you fall off the wagon and how to look at things a little bit differently. So I hope that's helpful. Good morning from Northern VA. Hello. Good morning. Hi, everyone. Uh, Keto Celia, you are great. So great that you focus a bit more on us women as it seems to be a bit different. Do calories matter in your opinion? I've been counting them for three months. Slow down. 
We actually chatted about calories, I think, in Monday's live or Tuesday's live. I get confused. You can find all these lives on YouTube. Just search YouTube for the Keto Diet Healthful Pursuit or even just Leanne Vogel should bring it up just fine. And there's a little list there with all the QAs I've done, Q&As rather. I like to think of calories as energy. So, you know, if you were to eat 100 calories of cookies versus 100 calories of nut butter, well, that's going to be totally different. So in that sense, calories can be quite deceiving. But if you're setting the intention to eat a whole food based ketogenic diet, and you're trying to use calories as a gauge to your portions, I think that's totally fair. Because especially when we eat keto, if you're a volume eater, if you eat like a cup of nut butter, it's very different than a cup of iceberg lettuce, which nutritionally, they're different. But I think it can be helpful for portion management and understanding. And so in this book, the Keto Diet Cookbook, I used calories as a guide for portion management inside a whole food based nutritional ketosis program. Okay, so that that's why that's why each of the recipes have this little guide at the top. This is a small meal. This is a medium meal. This is a large meal. And you can see the colors and the index changing. This is a huge meal. And all that is based on your calorie intake. And then you're given a little outline to tell you how many small, medium, large, and huge you can eat in a day based on your calorie goal. So I think it's a tool, but it's not the be all end all, if that answers your question. So that's from this baby right here. Losing slowly is totally okay. In fact, naturally speaking, a pound of weight loss a week is actually a really good place to be. So if you're losing four pounds a month, that's actually really, really good just from a health perspective. And so that your skin doesn't get all saggy. You know, when we lose a bunch of weight and our skin gets saggy, that's usually, usually because it depends how much weight we lost, but that's usually because we just lost weight too fast. Your skin can keep up. It's just, if you lose it too quickly, you're going to have saggy skin. I increased my carbs and that's what helped. I think you're talking about your sleep. That's awesome. I just want to make sure... Oh, are you always in ketosis? This is a good question. Me personally, no, I'm not. Am I fat adapted? Yeah. So usually based on the hormone guides I just showed you about how to adjust keto for your hormones, there are, there's probably about two days a month. I don't know. It's so hard to tell because like sometimes there's months where I just eat keto and I don't really think about it. And I just go ups and downs, but I'm always in a ketogenic state. But like my birthday, for example, was like a whole weekend of eating non-keto foods. And then I just went back and ate keto when we got home. When I visited my sister in Ontario, we had like two nights where we ate quite a few carbs and I wasn't testing my ketones. So maybe I dipped out of ketosis for like a day, but went back in. So it's not like this thing where we just constantly, my hair, I should have brushed it before this. Oh my gosh, don't judge me. It's not like this thing where we always have to be in, otherwise the world ends. So don't don't stress too much about it. Is that info in the Keto Diet for Women book too? Okay, so I think you're referring to the syncing with hormones. That specific page, page 40, I think it is. That is in, or what page is it? Oh, I always forget. I need to like memorize this page. That info, page 24. This info is in Keto for Women. It just goes into more detail. So I felt it was helpful to have the hormone protocol in this book because we're talking about meal plan and adjusting and it was important to have it in this book. But I go more in depth in Keto for Women. Yeah, I'm trying to keep up to your guys' questions. Fat bombs, are they key to snacks? Yeah, I love fat bombs. Tasty. 
I've been carnivore-ish for a while. It helped me pinpoint inflammatory foods, but I'm slowly adding green veggies, carb up plant oils, and I feel fantastic. Oh, awesome, carny keto poop. That's awesome. That's so great. I love your non-dogmatic approach to keto. And you only got time for that. Uh, soybean or edamame pastas. Kevin eats a uh, black bean pasta and he really likes it. I don't really like it. I wouldn't really eat it. It's like super high in protein, uh, high in carbs. It always makes my stomach hurt. I can't do a lot of beans. <laughs> if you're craving a salad, eat a salad. Yeah, I agree with you. Please make a keto vegan book. That's probably not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, never say never, but like, I don't see that in my future. Sorry. What are your thoughts on desiccated liver? We talked about that yesterday. So definitely go to YouTube and check that out. What else? What app do I use to create your stories and page images? I work with a designer and he's been working with me for six years and he just designs little things for me. And I do a lot of my own stuff too. I use Photoshop. Uh, but when I get really stumped and I can't figure it out and I'm frustrated and I don't have time, I ask Lelaku to do it. And he's really awesome. Do you have sweetener substitutes for corn-based sweeteners? Erythritol. I use stevia if I don't want to use corn-based, which is erythritol. Um, xylitol is a good corn-free option, but it has birch. So if you're sensitive to birch, then don't eat it. Oh my gosh, there's so many questions. This is awesome, guys. How do you stay encouraged versus overwhelmed with all the things? That's a great question. When I get overwhelmed, I know I've been on Instagram for too long. <laughs> And I know I've been listening to too many podcasts. So I like step away from my phone. I spend a couple of days, sometimes a couple of weeks, like not taking in information. I go on like a fast of information. And that's really helpful. How often do I personally take electrolytes every day, every morning? I have my tea. It's chamomile right now because I'm trying to chamomile. Sorry. I'm trying to fix this little voice thing I got going on. But usually it's decaf earl grey because the bergamot oil in earl grey tea helps with autophagy which is the turnover of cells what's the best thing to do about sugar cravings eat more fat if you're like having a crazy sugar craving uh it could be a sign that you're just too low in protein or you could have something sweet like berries and see if that helps that usually helps me it's usually I just want something sweet and berries usually do the trick. Apple also does. And that's been really helpful. Um, what are my thoughts on celery juice? I think it's very expensive water. <laughs> I have an autoimmune condition. So I combined AIP and keto and I'm experiencing such a boost to my health. But if you don't have to be that strict, I totally agree. Don't do it. I totally agree with you. Yes, AIP has a role. For sure. And it's been helpful for a ton of people. Thank you for clarifying. But if you don't need to be that way, please don't. Found that I'm allergic to eggs and flax eggs don't seem to bind the same way. What are some options in place of eggs? Gelatin egg. Go to the Google machine, type in healthful pursuit gelatin egg. You're welcome. Hello from Spain. Your recipe book is the best, easy peasy, tasty. I like it. Hello from Orangeville, Ontario. You are fabulous. Your books and podcasts have changed my life. Thank you, Val. Hi, Leanne. I have your first book. Before keto, I was having digestive issues, constipation, and after eight weeks on keto, I'm still struggling. Digestive issues and constipation. Patty, do I have? No, I'll just tell you. <laughs> constipation supplement with magnesium. I take magnesium oxide at night on an empty stomach with water. Excuse me while I drink more. And that can help get things going. Start small, work your way up so that you don't get like crazy diarrhea pants. 
and uh, digestive issues. Have you looked at dairy? Like, were you eating dairy before? And are you eating dairy now? Look at dairy. Yeah, I would say that those are my two tips for you right now. And let me know how you do. Pre-order in Spain is so expensive. Well, thank you so much for doing it. That's awesome. Thank you. That's amazing. You rock. How can I achieve positivity to control my binging habits? The first thing I noticed in your question is that you said you want to control your binging habits. If you go from a place of control, you will never gain control. This is the thing that I've learned after experiencing bulimia. You can't control. Like if you go into your food and your life by wanting to control it, you will just binge and whatever nonstop. So highly recommend going to healthfulpursuit.com slash whole. That's W-H-O-L-E. I developed a 21 day program for people that struggle with this very thing of feeling like they can't control food, but by having control, they lose control and they just can't get their footing. So that's healthfulpursuit.com slash W-H-O-L-E. I've been eating keto, tracking food, exercising, sleeping better, and drinking water for almost two full months. No weight change. I'm 40, overweight. It's so frustrating. It's really hard to answer complicated questions like this. And that's why I have happy keto body because like it takes a lot to like delve deep in what's happening. I totally get your frustration. And I know how helpless it can feel when you feel like you're doing everything right and you're not experiencing what you want to experience. But that's really an opportunity to really get real with your body. And clearly she's trying to tell you something. And clearly she's not feeling like she's aligning with what you want out of her. So this can be a very nourishing time of just trying to figure out what your body needs and if your body can accomplish what you want it to. That's another thing is like the realistic expectations is a really big one. Like I know that I, if I want to, the two cannot coexist for me. If I want a really healthy body where my hormones are on point and my mood is better and I'm just a better human being overall, I can't be a size six with six pack abs and arms that like they jiggle. And that's the, that's the body that I have to have. Oh, I guess Instagram couldn't see the jiggling. Woo, jam. That's this is the body that I have to have in order to be as healthy as I want to be. And so having those realistic expectations of how you want your body to look versus how you want your body to feel. Sometimes you get to a crossroads where you have to decide. And I made a decision which was terrifying. It was terrifying. I wanted to put my health first. And that was really, really scary. But you can do it. What's a good brand of collagen? I don't have a favorite. I will use anything. I like Primal Kitchen. I like uh, Great Lakes. I like Equip Foods. The only one I don't like supporting is Vital Proteins. I don't enjoy supporting that company. I feel like their prices are way too high. Their quality doesn't align with their prices. And I just, I don't enjoy supporting that company. That's about the only one that I don't support. But other than that, all of the collagens out there, I enjoy. I remember you posting about bras can be bad for us. What do you recommend instead? I just wear loose fitting like bras when I have to, like when I, honesty time, ladies, I only wear bras when I know that I'm around people where when they see my nipples through my shirt, they like feel very uncomfortable. (laughs) And I know that it's not, it's not my role in life to make others feel comfortable about my body. I know that very really, but when I'm in like a marina like this and there's service guys coming and going, it just like makes them very uncomfortable and then it makes me uncomfortable. So that's when I wear these like loose fitting bras that I got at Fabletics. 
But if you're looking for bras, the best thing to do is look for organic toxin-free bras. I don't know a lot about it because when I'm not in places like this, I just don't wear bras. And I'm a D cup. So my breasts are rather large-ish. I mean, not the largest out there, but like I have gained the muscle I need for my breasts to just like sit normal in a shirt and not feel like uncomfortable without a bra. There's a question about kids, which I think is so great. I've actually been getting so many questions about our life and um, the fact that I'm 33 and Kevin's 37 and we don't have kids yet. And like a bunch of questions about that. Are we planning to have kids? It was very clear early on in our relationship that Kevin and I both did not want children. Um, not because we don't like kids. I used to work with kids. I enjoy other people's kids, most people's kids. I just have never really had any interest in having kids on my own. I know the person that I am, and I don't think that I could dedicate my life to another human being the way that I would want to if I were a mother. So I'm the type of person that really puts her all into something. And I just don't think that I would be well suited to put my all into another human being like that. So it's unfortunate that my sister also doesn't want children because I would love to be an aunt. But it's just it's not I, I don't have any interest. Yeah, so that's, that's our piece about that. And I think that there's a lot of shame about that. Like when I tell people, a lot of people say, oh, you're young, you could change your mind or they try to make me feel weird about it. And I've had a lot of people say like, thank you so much for being normal about this. And yeah, it's totally a normal thing. Don't don't stress over it. Like if you don't want kids, don't have kids. And I think that it can be a sensitive topic for women that can't have children or struggling to have children. And I totally understand that struggle. But I think it's very important for us to be real with ourselves and ask ourselves what we want. And I've just never wanted kids. Just like when I wanted pink hair, I got pink hair. And when I wanted a boat, I figured out how to get a boat. And I just don't want kids. I'm, I, very, I think it's very important for us to know what we want out of life and stay firm on that. But also know that your ideas can change and just be fluid. Okay, I have a call in like four minutes. So I'm going to try to answer as many questions as I can. Uh, we are your kids. You're taking great care of us. Yeah, see guys, like if I had children, I couldn't dedicate myself to like, I really, really feel like when I experienced an eating disorder and I almost died a couple of times, um, both in treatment and out of treatment, I really, really feel like I was kept on this earth to do something really important. And I don't like to say that my work is important you know, like whatever. But when I'm working on my books, and I'm writing, and I'm I'm dedicating myself to my work, I really, really feel like this is what I was meant to do. And I feel like I'd be doing a disservice to myself and others if I chose to alter that path right now. Awesome. We didn't need kids in this world right now. Haha, <laughs> we don't need more kids in this world right now. Yeah, like, I think that if we were to, and Kevin and I have had this conversation too, if we were to want children, we would adopt. And my dad was adopted and it's always meant a lot to me. I used to work with adoptive kids and I think it's just, for me, that would, that would be really cool. Okay, so I need to jump on this interview thing that I'm doing. I'm sorry I didn't get to all your questions. I'll try to do, actually, Keto for Women, my new paperback book that's coming out in June, June 18th, is going to be sent to the marina that we're at right now. So I'm hoping to get it on Tuesday. So as soon as I get the book, I will go live with it. I'll hold it. I'll probably cry. 
It'll be a very emotional experience. And I'll show you guys inside the book. I'm so excited for this. I'll definitely be live next week. And otherwise, I hope you guys have a great weekend. It's a long weekend in Canada. I don't know if it's a long weekend in the US, but I hope you have a great weekend. And I will see you guys next week with another couple of lives. And if I didn't get to your question, copy and paste it somewhere special and we'll try to get to it next week, okay? Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.